and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 303, our first podcast of 2023. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. This is a podcast long in the making. Must <laughs> be happening for like the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did take some time off. And I still have put up a, I still got a backlog. And we have Ian with us. I have come from the future to warn you of something, but it turns out this form of time travel leaves you a bit drunk, so I really can't figure out what I was supposed to tell everyone. Okay. It's okay, and I've come from the upper, I've come down from the upper class to mend your rotten ways. <laughs> and of course, yeah. we have the dumbass himself. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Our, the new year? So far, so good. I feel like everything's breaking in the house, you know? I had yeah. to, I, I had to, I had to put in a new garage door opener, and that you know that's an interesting one because you know, when you're doing that you always got you you always got to figure out what the, the last guy did right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the things I noticed I found out is that uh, that what he called center was about two inches or so off from center, and I don't know what the tolerances are on. You know, on on that kind of stuff, I'm not sure. On a um, two inches might not be that big a deal on a uh, on a garage door opener, but I think it made it louder because I think it was pulling to one side. I think your house shifted. Maybe, maybe there's the whole house shifted. So yeah, so I, I did that. Shifted, I think your house shifted two inches, except for the garage. <laughs> well, what's funny is that yeah. So well, but the so the the garage is not uh, is not connected to the house. I have a detached yeah. garage. I guess it's technically connected because there's a breezeway between them. Um, but you know that's how we do it down here. We 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 separate them. I get, you've you've seen that. They, color, they do that in Colorado too, I imagine, right? Yeah, it seems to be a very popular style down here. Well, I my the house I grew up in had a detached garage that that at some time in the sometime during the history of the house they built a extension out that basically married the house to the garage okay so kind of an after the fact put them together yep cool anything else going on uh, you know uh, talking of house construction stuff my uh my family one of the things they wanted to do during the uh during the christmas celebration we had they wanted to build gingerbread houses but uh you know i uh, they I, they wanted me to participate, but I told them I didn't feel right in doing it if I didn't have time to pull the permits and uh, get them approved. <laughs> you know, the other thing that I, that I'm that you know I'm I'm putting in new switches. I'm you know ultimately I'm putting in you know smart switches and stuff like that. And I don't know if you guys have done any of this, but when you when you pull out the old switches, you find that it's the the, the depth on an old switch is is not that deep, and the and these newer uh, smart switches are a lot deeper because they've got a lot more crap in them, obviously. And and I so now when you when you go and you buy housings that the housings that go into the wall that you know to hold those they're a lot deeper than than um, than the old ones were, so I'm fighting that too. Oh wow! How are you overcoming that? Well, I replaced one of the boxes for one. <laughs> I replaced. I had one. I thought. Well, I, I thought. Well, I'll, I'll just get one that has three in it instead instead of two, um, because you know you're cramming all those wires back in there. And so I you know I took it all apart and then put it all back together and. You know, I probably could have done it with two, but I went to a wider switch. I had three, so I could accommodate all the wiring. But I think there's enough space for a third. You know, that third switch. Now, if you get, if you just, you just got to replace the the housing. Okay. Yeah. 
but I am having fun putting in different smart switches, and I've been playing with Smart Home, the Smart Home Assistant, and so now, so now I can turn the the lights off on the kids while they're in the shower. <laughs> and I think that every bit of money that I've spent is worth it for that feature alone. Okay, you know that's you know you didn't have to go to all that trouble. All you have to do, do generally is just flush the toilet while they're in the shower. <laughs> You know, pretty much, pretty much cause whatever discomfort you need to. Now, I mean, I'd have to go flip a breaker, right? You know, yeah. and and know which breaker to flip now. But that's uh, but no, it's it's better just to be able to turn it off. You get the light bulbs that change color now, so like, yep, they're in the shower. Just uh, make it like change, like they're doing disco. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I had to put in a new uh, exhaust fan in the in their bathroom, and it has a moisture sensing, you know, switch, and so you know, I. T- and so I finally got that all plugged in. I've just, you know, just, you know, you, you got to do it. But if you're going to do it, you know, you might as well go the extra step to make things a little bit more complicated for yourself. Of course. Yeah. That's how you learn. <laughs> you know, I, I, I caught a, I caught a uh, comedy bit from a female comic. I don't, I don't remember who it was. And I kind of missed that because I, I really would like to listen to more of her work. But she was talking about how, when she was growing up, her her grandfather wanted nothing more than to die peacefully in his in his mom's in in his in his daughter's spare bedroom. And so, first of all, the whole family gathered around, and there was a whole lot of "It's okay to go," but he didn't go quickly. So there was a lot of awkward standing around. Uh, secondly. Nobody would ever sleep in that room again, so her mom turned it into a sewing room. Which is a, <laughs> whenever my mom would be in there sewing, you know, my, my grandfather's favorite favorite show was Gunsmoke, and every once in a while, the TV in there would flick on to Gunsmoke while she was sewing, sewing because I was out in the hall with the remote. <laughs> I guess you're on the call. Oh, no. It, <laughs> it's not, no, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is funny that our, our associations with death and items and stuff like that. And like, you know, like the, they'll give somebody a sweater and, oh, yeah, you'll put on the sweater. And then they tell you, well, that, you know, that was Jeffrey Dahmer's sweater. Now, then you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, you're wearing a murderous sweater. First, I'd be more likely to to want the sweater. Oh, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. That's why I won't. That's why I won't get into cryptocurrency, because I don't want to, you know, first of all, it's, it's unsanitary. Secondly, I don't want to have to do that much digging. <sighs> No, nope, nope. <laughs> Imagine if you did manage to get your hands on that. That would be just a cool, like Jeffrey Dahmer sweater or Hitler sweater or whatever. Just like break it out at parties. Be like, hey, look, isn't this a cool sweater? Belong to Hitler. Make people uncomfortable. It'd be so cool. It would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. You, you. It doesn't have to be Hitler sweater for you to do that, though. Quite frankly, there's no, you know, it's no laws about it. No, you could lie. Have you guys been keeping up on like D and D stuff? Uh, I, yes. Yeah. Are you guys no. aware of, of you know some of the changes that were coming out and with uh, it, with so their? They were talking about they were they were rewriting the open gaming license. Yeah. Version one into open gaming license version one point one, and they expanded the open gaming license. They made it about five times as long. And what they were trying to do was they were trying to avoid or what they're saying is they were trying to avoid um and people using D for 
anything that they didn't approve of, like, you know, hate speech, uh, discrimination against races and things like that. But it turned out to be the language and it turned out to appear to be very, very restrictive to third party creators. That's not true. What, that the, that the language? Yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think you're getting it absolutely wrong. I, okay. I think that I think that's a misinterpretation of what of what it said. Um, I, I think that for I think that it impacted third party creators very little. It, the people that it would impact it, if the license had gone through are the people who make like um, Pathfinder and Starfinder. That that company would might have to pay it might have to pay a licensing fee. Okay. Um, well, you know, Brian, I'm not a contract lawyer. I only play one on TV. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, it got leaked, and they heard the criticism, and they've come out and said, "Listen, we, we heard the, we heard your criticisms, and, and we're dealing with them." But I do think that some of the, the some of the pieces, like you were talking about, I do think you're correct in that it, that they're trying to prevent it from being used for you know for hateful things, and yeah. I think it I think you know, it might actually fail to do that because I don't know that you can actually prevent yeah. people from doing what they want to do because. Part of the problem is that the system in and of itself, like the, like the rule set and stuff like that, is not copyrightable. The stuff that's copyrightable are like the monsters and stuff like that. But the actual yeah, rule the set isn't. Worlds. What's that? The campaign worlds are, are copyrightable. Right. That kind of uh, stuff would, yeah. Their homebrew campaign worlds like Ravenloft and Kren and, uh, and uh, Forgotten Realms. Yeah. And so if you wanted to make a hateful thing using their using the pieces of it that aren't copyrightable like the actual play system and write your own module i don't actually think that i don't know that they could stop you i think that they're they'd like to try to prevent it from being associated with that but i don't know that they that they can so it's it's kind of in some ways it's kind of a moot point yeah and 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 so because the rule portion isn't isn't copyrightable i'm not sure that it will it would hold up in court and I think that, you know, the makers of Pathfinder would probably be okay, too, in that respect. And they said, and that's well, the other piece they said that they would take out is the royalty portion of it. Well, they also said that that content created under the Open, open Gaming License 1.0 would still be valid and saleable under the new gaming license. The, yeah. the, what, was, what came out under 1.0 would not be, would not be invalidated. Right, you just couldn't use that license going forward, right? So, yeah, yeah exactly. So, anyway, it only it would only affect new content, yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's pretty typical. But yeah, so I I just think that that whole controversy is interesting. I don't actually think that it it really actually affected third parties. But the one piece that I I think was unenforceable that they put in there was that basically if you you the content you created using that open gaming license that they could take and monetize. Yeah. And that's the piece that was like, yeah, I don't that 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 just seems wrong. <laughs> but it was a, it was a magnificent document in terms of uniting all different alignments and all different races. Well, there is that, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Neutral evil, lawful evil, lawful yeah. good all came together to oppose it. <laughs> yep. I just thought it was interesting, but I don't actually think that it, that I don't actually think it it was more restrictive to third parties and Anybody who wasn't profiting off of it, it, you know, of course, is completely unrestricted. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that people were kind of concerned about the people that are actually doing role playing on the internet. Like, um, wow. what's what's that group? Critical um, Role. Yeah, Critical Role, and that they could be um, affected by it. But if they're making their own campaigns and just using the rule set as a guideline, 
I don't I don't think so. And I don't think that's who they were wanted to go after anyway. Who they, what they would really yeah. want to do is make some money off of Pathfinder. <laughs> because the critical role is is really, really good advertising. Well you would think, right? That yeah, they think they, they would not want to harm that. But yeah, I can see where they might have uh have difficulties with Pathfinder and Pathfinder's success. So Well there it's huge. I mean I mean, there's D and D that's the biggest, and then the next rules, next company using that rule set is Pathfinder, and they're pretty big. Mm-hmm. And I like Pathfinder. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I understand that the uh, Pathfinder movie is coming out the same weekend as the Dungeons and Dragons movie. <laughs> no, it's not. No. Yep. I am, however, looking forward to the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah, sure. It'll probably be terrible. Well, but it, may, it might be terrible in all the best ways. Exactly. Well, that, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, Your Highness was terrible, but it was terrible in all the most wonderful ways. I just watched the menu. Oh. Is that going to happen again, Mac? If it happens again, he's going to get covered. <laughs> no, so I watched the, the menu, menu, and that, that, that movie's disturbing. <laughs> yeah, that one looks interesting. It's great. It really is worth a watch. Because it, it, at the end of it, you're going to go, what the fuck did I just watch? But it's worth every minute. It's great. I've been watching. I've been watching uh, Raising Hope. I watched a lot of the episodes when it was first out. Watching them now, and I'm like, oh, these, this whole family is a bunch of gaslighters. <laughs> really? Possibly, Jimmy. I haven't seen it. It's a brilliant series. Is it okay? Yeah, it's right. one that got a good ending. The final episode actually was very well done, and it ended. Ah, that's good. Uh, same creators as um, My Name Is Earl. And okay. most of the cast of My Name is Earl makes guest appearances in it. Okay. Yep. That was pretty good. And they actually, there was actually a point at which uh, Bert, they went out to Hollywood on one of the episodes and Bert was talking to the network heads about. So yeah, he gets upset at on the executive from Fox for canceling My Name is Earl. Um, but the funny thing is, there's at least, I think, two characters that are from My Name is Earl that crosses over with the show. Which um, leaves some suggestion of, wait a moment, um, are they in the same universe or not? <laughs> What's the name of the show? Uh, Raising Hope. Raising Hope, okay. Basically, a guy accidentally knocks up a um, serial killer and um, ends up with a daughter from her right before she's executed. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, right before she's supposedly executed because she makes a couple more appearances in there. Oh, really? Yeah, but I wasn't trying to give anything away. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah. You seen that one, dumbass? No, I haven't. No. Okay. Well, what do you say we get on to our agenda? Okay. Sounds good to me. Okay, dumbass, pimp, pimp, uh, pimpian's book. Well, no, it's not <laughs> pimping the book. Oh. Um, this is just I mentioned it last podcast, but on Supper.com, I did this thing of my list of the best books that mess with reality. It is up. It is there. You can read it. You can see what I have to say. The books I recommend. See whether or not you agree. See if it draws your attention. A couple of those I definitely agree with, and the other ones I'm not familiar with, but I definitely agree with you on Amber and on Neverwhere. I don't know about you, dumbass, but that scene in, you know, Dragons After Dark where he's caressing the toaster just always gets me. It just makes me feel a little tingly inside. Are you caressing the toaster? <laughs> you're, still, you're still on After Dark. No, I'm on After Dark 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> It was, you know, it was just the whole pansexual thing, you know, really, really got to me. Okay. I mean, I didn't know you could do that with a walk. I enjoyed the panda sexual part. Oh, the panda sexual part, yeah. I didn't know you could well, do that with a walk. I was, I was, I was really surprised. If he's pansexual, but he's cheating with the toaster, that's not, uh, 
That's no bueno, guys. Um, they have they, they they have an open relationship. No lids there. <laughs> what a surprise to find out about uh, uh, the surprising size of leprechaun genitalia. Yeah, uh, that was surprising as well. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So well, anyway, well, I, I'll have to I'll mention that to my one leprechaun character who's actually in the second book. Um, named based off of an actual friend of mine who is a gay leprechaun. He's a professional <laughs> leprechaun, and he's gay. So Okay. <sighs> I wanted to make a podcast recommendation because I've been enjoying their podcast. Um, it's called um, If Books Could Kill. And they, and they take they, they take books that have I, I really kind of changed – I, I, I'm gonna. I don't know. Do I want to say change consciousness? That 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 became like like big hits in their own kind of cult ways, and they break them down and tell you how bad they are. Hmm. And uh, it it has been you know. In the, the their breakdowns are pre- one, one. I think one guy's a lawyer. I think the other's a journalist. And uh, they they're they're pretty aggressive. And the, the first book they did was uh, Freakonomics, and they tear that thing apart, and rightfully so. And then of course the, the in the, this just this last week they did one of our favorites, The Secret. And uh, they they just they they just uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they've looked at Silent Spring yet. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, the, 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 there's only about uh, eight of eight podcasts out so far, but I I really have been enjoying their breakdowns of stuff and the way that they go through it, and uh, so and and appreciate the, what they have to say about them. So I thought I would suggest that. But I think it is now time for Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment, brought to you. By the dumbest media empire. The amateur skeptics present Ian's masturbation moment, brought to you by the dumbass media empire. The dumbass media empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Yeah. What do we got? We have the headline. Town's New Year's Eve fireworks canceled due to masturbating walrus. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> wow. And now I understand why you said cuckoo cuckoo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do it. Yes. Exactly. I, do, I, do I am the walrus. <laughs> Put it back in your pants. <laughs> you know, this is this is this is the reason books get banned right here. Is masturbating <laughs> walruses. I mean, what are we subjecting so, our children to? Hmm. Yeah. Um, now uh, the the headline will lead you to believe that uh, uh, we didn't want the the fireworks were canceled because we just didn't want to disturb the walrus as he was masturbating. That's not quite how it happened. Um, so yeah, uh, this was uh, in the UK uh, in Scarborough. Um, the uh, walrus uh, was spotted and. Uh, they realize that oh, uh, it's pretty rare in the parts. We probably don't want to disturb him with fireworks. Um, it's, um, and only incidentally was he caught masturbating. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, sometime after, like he was spotted. You know, um, if something the something the size of a walrus is masturbating, you let him finish. <laughs> don't, don't they have like the third biggest? Penis um, size, you know, to body to body to penis ratio. Aren't they like I the don't know, third but uh, but they've named him Thor. No word on whether what that uh, involved the size of his <laughs> tool. <laughs> but it sounds like they got a display of Mjolnir. <laughs> what town was this? It's a, it's little Mjolnir. Little Mjolnir, okay. <laughs> or maybe big Mjolnir. I guess uh, if it was really that big. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And Brian, it was Scarborough. Scarborough. Yeah, I can pronounce it. Yes. So, yeah, um, the uh, British Divers Marine Life Association uh, advised the Scarborough Council, Council to cancel the planned fireworks just so that uh, they don't uh, disturb or distress them just because uh, uh, they wanted, you know, rare creature, they wanted to protect them. Sure. Rare creature who could go on a rampage and kill countless people? Uh, <laughs> only if they were close by. They're pretty known for moving fast on land. They're pretty quick on land, aren't they? I mean, they're not as slow as you think they're going to be. But, I mean, like, what if he came for the fireworks show? Right. Then they cancel it, right? Maybe. That's hey, what, what if he was going to come to the fireworks show? <laughs> come, hang out on the beach, get himself off a bit. Of come, I mean, yeah, he, he was going. He, he was going to climax as the. <laughs> and they ruined his um, vacation. <laughs> well, okay, but it's just incidental that he was masturbating. Right. <laughs> So yeah, I think the rest of the article didn't even mention it. It's pretty much just the headline and like briefly mentioned right off yeah, the bat. But... Yeah, just because he was spotted masturbating at some point by perverts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the perverts that watch that are the problem, not the ones taking the action <laughs> or getting in on uh, the action. That's what I tell the police. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me masturbating. It was the walrus. I'm sure it wasn't the Eggman. What is this site? Indy 100. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. Well, you know, it would save a lot of gas over the longer version. Uh, here's the thing. I just don't want to. I just want to make sure that we're not getting. Um, uh, <laughs> that it's not a Beaverton situation I've here. I heard this story from other sources okay. too. So. <laughs> yeah, you know that that guy that knows the, the one lady that lives down the block from the one guy that um. <laughs> Owned a boat in that um, harbor. We know it's the one armed man. We know. Yeah, you know the the thing of it is, it's not surprising that the people of that town would treat the walrus with respect because everybody knows Scarborough's fair. Well, what I did just learn is that Lisa Marie Presley's final social media post is devastating. Okay. okay. I don't know. I learned that at the Indy One Hundred. It's right there. I'm apparently getting a different class of... Uh, oh, different class? Are yours higher brow than mine? <laughs> no, I won't say higher brow. Oh, okay. Just different. Okay. Uh, like the man who was abducted by aliens 50 years ago was warned of World War Three and COVID. What do we want to move on to? Book banning, birds flying over the moon, scientists discover concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do book banning. I mean, pick something. Book banning. Let's do book banning. Book banning? Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, not excited about it, but wow. Well, but the way this guy went about doing it's pretty messed up. Yeah, and this isn't the first time. I, have we? I thought we had talked about this gentleman before, but uh, I don't know. Unless he did something before last month. No, I think it was book banning because uh, he's been doing this in New York for a long time. Well, okay, so the article is how to ban 3,600 books from school libraries. Yeah. So, um, what is this guy's name? A guy named Bruce Friedman, um, has basically... Pretty sure it's Friedman. Friedman. That's what I was thinking. All right. Bruce Friedman, um, has been a conservative activist on this bizarre, obsessive 
a need to ban every book possible, it sounds like. Um, apparently, it, it looks like last year he succeeded with 102 books getting removed from the shelves of libraries in Clay County, Florida. But he has um, compiled a list of over 3,600 titles that he believes have concerning content. So the, the first thing to note, though, about those 102 books is that when they get a challenge to a book, they they immediately have to remove it from the library when it's being challenged, which I think is I think it's I I I, I think that what he's doing is abusing the system. But oh, yeah. yeah, so it that doesn't mean like he is. that doesn't mean that, well, that you look at his, well, it's for books including porn, critical race theory, social emotional learning, and yeah, fluid I'm, gender. Like what's gender the fluidity, yeah. emotional learning and why is that a bad thing? So I wonder what he's classifying as porn because obviously they're not keeping like penthouses on the shelves of schools. And it very much could be um argued that the Bible has quite a bit of porn in it. Well, I mean that's the one I think of immediately. But here's the thing is that he got 102 books removed from shelves. That does not mean banned, is I guess what I want to True. point out. Right? That doesn't right. mean that they banned those books. It means that they had to remove them from the shelves because they were in contention. And I think that the and I, and so he's he's figured out a way that whether he wins or not to abuse the system enough to get books off the shelf. Right. Right. And, but it, I mean, like it, it, it's not like a permanent thing, right? Because nope, like they have, they have to be reviewed. Yeah. So they reviewed. They might be put back on the shelf. Well, so, so the first example given here is the girl from the sea. Right. And the book is about a 15-year-old girl who develops romantic feelings for another girl. The two girls hold hands and at one point share a kiss. No sex, no swearing, no nudity. But he complained because slightly post-pubescent little lesbians. Yeah. And so and because children are not in school to learn how to be better lesbians. So here, take a look. One of the things that he does, if you have to look on the site, but they, they have, I don't know how many they got. I don't know. Is there... They 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 have the the request to remove the book. They and most of them say protect children, protect children, or you know stuff like that. They are not specific and in and, and inappropriate content. But they don't tell you what, and so they sort of rejecting the his his um, rejecting them and saying no no no. You need to you need to be more specific because he admitted that he hadn't read these books, right? <laughs> so he didn't even read the books. He just disliked the title or whatever and started challenging them. And he and he got and he told and, and told other people to start challenging them, and so they did. And you know that's how that that's how they got to those hundred and two books. But they started rejecting his challenges and asking him to give specific things. And so now he's having to actually read the books. And apparently now he says he's read twenty books. Um, and at that grade level, I mean, so of course, so now now we know what grade level he reads at. You know, and the thing of it is. All of his friends are going to be impressed that he's read 20 books. Exactly, right? Oh, you read 20 books. <laughs> That's got to be 10 times what they've read. <laughs> he said 25 books in 10 days. But, I mean, I think that the, you know, the, the, the reading level – and here's the thing is I am actually in favor of, of banning books. Um, if I can't get the book on audio, and can't, so, uh, then you shouldn't be able to read it either. <laughs> so get it out I of love, there. I love the title of this one on the bottom row. I know why the caged bird signs. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing this is about a, a, a deaf bird. And I'm glad to see that uh, that people are addressing the ASB. Yeah, protect children, inappropriate content. I mean, so these are terrible. I mean, these should be rejected. There's just, there's no content here. There's, there's no there there. 
So but yeah, so it, it's one of those I want to control everyone's thoughts because well, his justification right. is I um I want my fifteen year old son to come back from public school and not be harmed. Like what, what how does that is fucking exposure mean? to this stuff harming anyone? Well, that's the thing is that number one, you can't you can't you can't hide this stuff from kids. Right. Yeah. That's the other thing is that you, you, you're going to have to have some conversations with them. And if and if you're trying to hide content instead of talk about it, that's ultimately going to bite you in the ass, I think. Um, you know, and, and of course, you know, the, this article goes on with some of the typical tropes. He doesn't hate gay people. In fact, he knows gay people. He has a gay friend. It's not his problem. He doesn't want kids to be aware that gay people exist and are human. Exactly. And there's some of that going on. And, you know, he claims that it it wouldn't wouldn't have to just because they're gay in the story. But, yeah, you know, he's saying that we need to, you know, protect them from – see, so what Friedman (laughs) said – here, maybe this this will show up. Friedman says he is not – does not believe the girl uh, from the sea is pornography, but according to Friedman – or Friedman, sorry, Friedman. I should say, we should say Friedman. We really should. Um, it, How about Freudman? Freudman. No, okay, Freudman. I'll go with Freudman. <laughs> it should be removed from the schools because it is in very poor taste and sets terrible examples for child, for children, straight or gay. According to Freudman, the book promotes promiscuity and premarital sex, and we are supposed to be, uh, be promoting abstinence. Now, number one, we that we know that that's bullshit. That that absence-only yeah. education is yeah. a failure. But I think that in Florida, that's probably still what they're teaching. But then, mm-hmm. so, so anytime people kiss, is that promoting promiscuous well, and premarital sex? I don't know. But but if it's two girls or two <laughs> boys, the problem is that Florida, and it still needs to be challenged. Uh, it, they have the um, the don't say gay law, which. I mean, you you would hope that courts would throw out, but in but in Florida, I mean, I don't know. And and if it gets to our Supreme Court, I don't know. Right now, our Supreme Court is 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 so impaired, you know, yeah. um, with the. So I mean, you know, the thing of it is, I I've got a very traditional view of marriage. I believe that marriage should between be between one man and one woman who is either made out of that man or whose husband. <laughs> You sent off to die in a war so she can be a widow. <laughs> you conquered in the name of God, and God told you basically kill all the men, take the women as your sex slaves. That sounds pretty Greek to me. Yeah. So he cites the uh, parental parental rights act, uh, known as "Don't Say the Don't Say Gay." So they're calling this a parental rights act. I guess I didn't know the actual name of the of, of the statute, but which is you know which is. The don't say gay bill. Uh, okay. lots, so the, the and in that it's so that law uh, justifies the objections. Well, uh, I love the uh, I love the his objection to Dear Martin, which is about an African American student bound for the Ivy an Ivy League college who becomes a victim of racial profiling. He says it should be removed because it promotes the Black Lives Matter movement and a sense of white guilt in its musings about microaggression. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's a, here that this this one says uh, Freudman's uh, Freudman cited the uh, parental parental rights act known as the Don't Say Gay Bill or law to justify his objections. You don't want little children questioning their um, questioning their bodies or their their budding little bodies. Friedman Freudman said 
He said that. I think you're mispronouncing that. <laughs> uh, I believe it's actually supposed to be Freakman. Freakman. Okay. Freakman. So Freakman, Freakman. says <laughs> that the introduction of these books is part of an effort by librarians to. In, ah, the library industrial yeah. complex. To encourage yep. children to the librarians are encouraging children to to get surgery and hormones. Uh, the the Parental Rights Act, however, prohibits classroom instructions of of elementary students about sexual or gender. It does not apply to the li- to the library books. It's so, all big reading, big <laughs> library. So yeah, so the librarians are the agents of chaos. I, you know, I didn't know I did I didn't know that that was part of library studies to to get cho- to get children to get surgery and hormones. You know, I, if this if this guy if this guy wants to get his kids a good second grade education like he had, he should just homeschool. I don't know. The, the, <laughs> it's scary that that one person is is can do yeah. this much damage well and so so far the um the council has looked at five of the books and only one have they actually um voted to remove and that was called julian is a mermaid mm-hmm. and the, the reasoning's a bit messed up so the book is apparently about a kid who dressed up as a mermaid and wants to see a mermaid trade and the message of the book and the council agreed with this was you can be whatever you want to be and they said it was a good message but it was not the best way to do it what does that mean i have an idea <laughs> That's what it, it's a good message, but not the best way to um, express it. So okay, okay, but um, so but to, but it, to those rejections, uh, Freakman has vowed to appeal all of the reject rejections to the uh, supreme uh, su- superintendent, and if necessary, to the Clay County School Board, which he has reason to believe will um, his appeals will be success successful. Uh, Freakman says that during the November elections, they got rid of two people who who opposed his efforts. He was extremely supportive of the newly elected board that thinks so, uh, sufficiently learned lean towards protecting children, and and which is crazy to me. The, doing this stuff in the guise of protecting children, we, they, we can get away with so much crap that yeah. way that has well, that really doesn't protect children at all. We have. I, I do know for a fact we have talked about that on previous. Podcasts. Oh yes, I think we had a many whole times. Podcast where we were going off on that like crazy. We've seen we've seen bills that 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 they, that they wanted ISPs to collect DNS um, DNS queries yeah. because in in the guise of protecting the children. It's like no. Well, I, I mean, children are the big deal about pretty much most moral panics, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, Brian, I think that bill passed in Louisiana. <laughs> it it did not, but <laughs> oh, okay. I thought I thought I heard that it did. So. Uh, uh, I don't. Well, it as far as um collecting uh the DNS collecting. data from ISPs, maybe yeah, collecting inquiries. Yeah, May, uh, anybody who inquires and anybody who anybody who goes searching for porn, their ISP oh. is going to be okay. That's different. Uh, that that's okay. different. I haven't I haven't looked at that yet. Um, that that's okay. that that's that's a. Okay, so that's I thought that's the one you were talking about. No, I'm t- I'm talking about an old one about DNS uh, DNS logging. I, I believe the uh, title of that the title of that bill in Louisiana is "Everybody in Louisiana Learn About uh, VPNs." Well, that's exactly it. And another guy found a way to way to get around it using five uh, G services. So so yeah. So now ISPs are supposed to block porn, but it's 
but only but it, not in all cases. <sighs> I don't know how that. I don't know. But you're right. So, the VPN fixes that immediately. You know, in essence, what this guy Friedman is doing is weaponized disinformation. Freakman. You said Freakman. Yeah, Freakman. I'm sorry. I mispronounced it. <laughs> yes. Freakman is uh, is using weaponized disinformation. Yeah. And it looks yeah. like he's got a he, – he started following somebody, uh, Tasha – or Tanya Fishby. Fishby is where he started off, and that's – that's the person who runs the overall organization that he's running the Florida part of, which is no left turn in education. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're right. And and he's still involved with the um, New York chapter of that, according to this article. Oh, I'm sorry, Elena, Elena Yaren. I believe the section was pronounced fish. Yeah. I like to stay in that sweet spot between information and and ad hominem attack. Okay, where are we going then? <laughs> what next article? Yeah, what's the next article? Well, we could talk about uh, Roman concrete. Well, that doesn't fit the same vein. No, it doesn't. But no, but I think that, I think it's good. So they've been trying for a while to figure out how Romans made concrete that lasted so long, and I I think they finally have decided that they 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 know. Yeah, they they knew that there was different. They knew that there were different ingredients, slightly different ingredients in Roman concrete versus what we standardly do. They knew that there was, um, they knew that there was volcanic ash in the concrete, but they, when they tried messing with that, they didn't actually achieve the same thing, which is, you know, the Roman concrete is still intact in many cases because when it's in a wet environment, it will self-heal cracks, which is amazing but so so it's it's environmental as much as what it's what it what it's, it's built from it's right. it's the process okay that they put it through that makes itself heal in wet environments yeah. essentially what they found out is that it has to be it has to be mixed at a high temperature in addition to being these particular ingredients mm. which forms what are called clasts of limes of lime it'll basically form lumps of quicklime that if they are exposed to water, will fill the cracks in. Oh, really? I thought I remembered hearing that it had something to do with using seawater instead of regular water. That, uh, wasn't that, in there. that, that, that was one of the initial thoughts, yeah. But uh, that wasn't in this article. Yeah, but I mean, we did talk about this before. Okay. They just hadn't come up, they hadn't, they hadn't come to this conclusion beforehand. Well, the main thing here was uh, what they thought was an error because um, what it was was the chunks of lime that were in there that looked like they should have been mixed better. That, that's what they originally thought. It's like, oh, they're just poor mixture. But they were looking at it saying, well, that doesn't fit with what we know about their um, society. You know, they, right. they, they took some, uh, some, a lot of um, passion in making this stuff. And for them to be that lazy and clumsy doesn't fit with everything else we know. So they focused on the lumps of lime. It's like, okay, how do we make this and what is um, what comes from making it this way? Okay, that's interesting. So, but by having those lumps, it, it, is that part of what makes it self-healing? Or the lumps, or do yeah. the lumps form when it cracks? No, no, the lumps form, the lumps are in the concrete, and that's part of what makes it self-healing. Okay, wow. And they even compared it, you know, they um, used our level of concrete and their level of concrete, put them together and tested them. Our level of concrete was cracking and wasn't self-healing. The, the this ancient um, recipe worked and was self-healing. It's like wow, this is pretty impressive. They were talking about Roman seawalls that were built 
2,000 years ago and are still, you know, keeping the water out. Yeah. It, it so, is yeah, fascinating. It, it's very impressive. And um, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's kind of like, oh, how do they build the pyramids? It wasn't aliens. That, you know, once we start studying, learning the facts, like, wow, this is actually pretty fascinating. They had some pretty amazing skills and understanding of stuff that we lost. And this is the same kind of thing. They, uh, someone figured this lose... out 2,000 years ago, yeah. and it got lost in time. I'm going to argue with that a little bit with the pyramids because a lot of the techniques that they used to, to, for the pyramids, we, we, we never lost. We, we continued yeah. to use them elsewhere. We just didn't realize that they were using the same, using them as well. Right. But it's a similar thing. And, oh, my God, they're much more advanced than we understood. You know, we want to think of them as a, such a simple culture. It's like technology is such a bizarre thing because, I mean, this technology, even today, um, is revolutionary. And it's from 2,000 years ago. Lost in time. When you learn this and, stuff from aliens, that's what happens. <laughs> well, we really you know, are bad about um, kind of being critical of the past, but oh, there's no way they could understand things better than us. It's like, dude, they've proved time and time again. They figured some awesome stuff out that, um, you know, modern science is like, how that work? Oh, my God, that's awesome. Well, you know, think about how the Roman tactics allowed them to take as much territory as they did. The, uh, you know, the the uh, the infantry tactics that they came up with and pioneered. Yeah. Uh, basically, we don't have TV. I guess all your people start trying to, you know, really ponder things at such a level. Yeah. Sit around, you know, just lounging all day and your mind just wonders, hey, what happens if I mix lava and lime? Dude. Well, <laughs> I mean, their ancient culture came up with the Damascus steel that... We still really haven't figured out how they did it. We've only come up with a, a a substitute that kind of looks like it by using the process of pattern welding. Yeah, no, we keep hitting stuff like that where it's like, how did they do that? We can't figure out how to replicate it, but they did it with you know technology that we don't even understand, and yet this was thousands of years ago. And you know that that, that to me that's amazing. I'm not, you know, I, I love the idea of human ingenuity, uh, the human mind being able to do that. And there's no way I'm going to say, oh, it was aliens just because we can't figure it out. It's like, no, dude, people <laughs> are amazing. They and I mean, it, it was obviously uh, done by uh, remnants of the ancient civilizations of Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But I think that, yeah, I mean, we, we want to discount it. But I, I do think that some of it, though, some of it is just... That's the materials they also had around, and oh, yeah. some of it might be that they just got lucky that it worked that well. Maybe it may not have been formulated. To, it, it was like they put these together. Hey, it worked really good, and then we and then it and and because that's the the what they had on hand to do it with, right? Not necessarily well, that they luck. that they figured yeah. it out, right? They didn't know that yeah. this stuff was going to last for thousands of years because of the, what they put into it, right? That that's a side effect of the materials they had available, right? Well, I don't know. You know, the Mayans. The Mayans knew that their calendar only needed to go up to 2012. <laughs> right, exactly. Because <laughs> that's when the world would end. So, that was the day I became a father of a teenager. So, yeah, my world ended. Yep. See, <laughs> see those Mayans, they knew what they were talking about. Um, you know, but you know, on the same subject, the uh, the Japanese took what was relatively weak steel and turned it into the finest swords in the world by folding it. 
But I don't so, think that that's a technology that's lost. I mean, we enter, we have an well, idea. Well, no, that one's not a lost technology. Yeah. But it was still some shit that, that they figured out that, you know, we still know how to do it. But the fact that they figured it out at the time that they did is just astonishing. But I, I still, I, I, I'm going to make an argument that Damascus blades aren't necessarily in any, any way better. They just look nicer. Yeah. Yeah. But some of this is also like trial and error. You, you wonder yeah. if they just start mixing stuff together. Oh, this isn't working. Hey, let's try this. Oh my God, this works great. And you know, it, it just what you know, like Brian was saying, it was lucky. What was handy, and and especially at the time, we don't know what kind of failures they had. Well, exactly. All we see is yeah. great successes like this, where they pulled it off and made something amazing. Well, we do know what, what failures they had, though. Every spot where there was Roman concrete that isn't there anymore, <laughs> right? That was that a failure, failed. right? And there are some, right? It's not like every every structure held up forever, right? I right. mean, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you, you can tell the Roman concrete failed by its non-presence. I, I mean, there's a certain logic that says for every you know time they do a dome like this that stays up two thousand years, they had you know a good half dozen projects on this scale that were complete fuck ups. And okay, let's just brush this, clean it off, and never speak of it again. Right. Yep. And just blame it on Nero. <laughs> um, you know, and on the other hand of human ingenuity, let's talk about when human ingenuity goes very, very wrong. Okay. This is why we thought that birds migrated to the moon. Oh, do you, ah. did you want me to do James Webb first, actually? No, I, okay. I'm here now. Okay. All right. Go so, ahead. Yeah, go you for it. Said you said you weren't, you weren't, you weren't excited about the James Webb telescope. No, 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 no. I said I wanted to do the other one, but now I think I don't want to do it because I, I, I think I don't have enough time. Okay. Because I, because I don't think that we can. I don't think I can do it justice in the time that we have left. So now I want to. Now I th I'm thinking we'll just, that we'll just reverse the segue then. <laughs> no, go ahead. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah. So humans always go looking for an explanation for something that's mysterious. Sometimes the explanation we come up with is, you know, that. Uh, the mighty god Thor is hammering on the clouds with Mjolnir. Hold on. Thor is actually a walrus. Yes, and we know what Mjolnir is, too. <laughs> we now know what Mjolnir is. But, um, or, you know, God is moving the chairs upstairs or what have you. We came up with a mythological explanation for it when, you know, uh, what was... So, from the time of... Uh, from the time of Greek philosophers on to about the 17th century, we didn't know where birds went when they migrated, although we were fairly sure that they went to the moon. Mm -hmm. And birds winter on the moon every year, yes. Although some of the smaller birds encased themselves in globs of clay that hardened and they sank into swamps until the springtime. It, and it, then they'd pack their way out of the clay and, and you know, go back to so birds. So they would hibernate it does make me wonder, though, because those birds went to somewhere else. What did the people think that where the birds arrived during their during their? I guess that would be during their summer, right? So I guess they would, in theory. I mean, they don't all migrate to to you know from north to south. Some of them just go slightly where it's warmer, right? Yeah, but you know, uh, the of course the people who thought they were on the moon and the people who were seeing them show up weren't communicating. That's true. So. So obviously the fuckers were on the moon. Right. Anyway, there were a couple of uh, fantastical stories written about moon about moon travel. Um, the author Cyrano de Bergerac, who the uh, Edmund Rostand's play was based on, although Rostand's play 
contains a lot more myth and a lot more myth and legend than than De Bergerac's life actually did. Um, De Bergerac wrote a story about a man who wanted to go to the moon. If I'm remembering correctly, there were two stories, and the one that De Bergerac wrote was about a man who carried himself to the moon on the rising dew. So basically, he laid down in the dew, and the rising dew carried him up to the moon. But when he got there, he found another adventurer who was carried there by uh, a flock of birds that he had had pulling his pulling his uh, chariot. And when it was time for them to migrate, they just took him to the moon. Okay. So anyway, how they actually finally discovered that birds were going south instead of the moon, which I'm going to call from here on out way, way north. Um, how they found out that the birds were going south was they shot a, I think it was a stork, and found that that stork had an arrow in its neck from Africa. Oh, really? Yep. And so, so that was so that's how they figured out that they that they were just yeah, that was that was where they started figuring it out. And you know that stork flew all the way from their 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 wintering location with that arrow in him. So that stork was basically pretty badass. A stork or a crane, but either way. Um, yeah, but it's just the the ability to to see patterns and things is our greatest superpower, but it's also our kryptonite sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. We, see, we do see, yeah. <laughs> it can be a double-edged well, sword, can't it? Yeah. Do we have time to go over the Q family? But, that's that's fine. Yep, that's good. fine. Yep, we can end on that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. So on YouTube, I found this video of the Q family. It starts off with a kid talking about how um, Biden is a pedophile and is kidnapping children, and that him and or that that Hillary and Obama work together to create COVID, but COVID isn't real, even though it's man-made. It's not real; doesn't exist. And he actually says that in like one sentence: that it's both man-made and doesn't exist. Right, and kids who go back to school because the virus doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, as you watch the video, he gets into the lizard men, who I think he then says are all actually robots, which was really weird. Did he say they're robots? I mean, he's correct about the lizard he, people, but maybe not about the robots. He went into lizard men, and then something about robots that seemed connected. That was a bit like, wait a moment, are you saying the lizard men are actually robots? Yeah, the lizard, lizard men are true, but the robot people are going too far. <laughs> but throughout the whole video, the kids reciting this stuff and the parents um are just you, you'll see them in the video just silently you know i i don't know what to how to describe their expressions but they're, they're, they're there and you know we're not he, we're proud that he has picked all this stuff up that he can just recite from memory without um doing any critical thinking whatsoever to a single thing he's repeating i mean he's parroting his parents here right i mean and that's oh, very and, obviously and so in a lot of ways that that I mean that is the expectation of his behavior. It's the fact that his parents are telling him this stuff with with no critical thought. That <laughs> I mean, I and I I can identify this to a certain extent because, uh, you know, my mom was into a lot of that kind of crap. Not maybe not to this extent, um, but and also, you know, Mac and I had a, a knew a guy at the psychic line that was also you know into a ton of conspiracy theories. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, I don't. But Mac, do you I, remember? I, you know, I, 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 
I think so, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it could be a couple of people, but I'm thinking of one one guy in particular. But yeah, so I mean, this... But then they go on to a um, Tranon website, actually, and the father's talking about everything is cryptic and has meaning, and at one point there's a misspelling of, a, uh, I think it was Sacrifice, and yeah. the reporter's like, so the misspelling there, does that have meaning? Oh, yeah, these guys are so deep and intellectual that, yeah, something like that is a signal and has a deeper meaning. It's not just a typo. <laughs> You're like, oh, my it's, God. It's the fact that you have to go to the site and fucking interpret it for yourself that makes it really scary, right? Because because how, what, how do you know your interpretation of what they're trying to tell you is correct? And why do they just fucking tell you? Because um, – the, and this is the logic I can very much see the, the, the people like them having. The, the, the people going on the site are that smart that they don't need to be told. They can see it and figure, oh, that's what he means because I'm smart enough. I'm on the same level as him intellectually. I get him. I, 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 bet, I can bet you 90% of the people who do what we saw the father doing are like that. They, they, they go in right. there and, you know, I'm smart enough. I'm – you know, I have the brain power to figure out what message they're actually trying to convey to me with those typos. Meanwhile, they're Plus. being trolled. They're being Plus. trolled. Yeah. Plus, the reason they don't explain it to you is because what you come up with as an interpretation might actually be better than what they came <laughs> up with in the first place. Well, but that's the whole thing. If you can put that stuff onto a website like that and, and not actually say what you're saying, right, and somebody else interprets it in some way – it, it, mm. I mean, you don't. I think they're being trolled. I think yeah. that the people, well, the mean, people putting it up, know well, that it's nonsense. Like the daughter at one point claims that McDonald's makes its meat out of people. Yeah, I heard the that. Yeah, that's what I think she says. Yeah, and he, she's wrong. That's Soylent Green, not, not only not, if you're eating the McSoylent patty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, the, the stuff. This is a short video that it, I, you get the impression it's part of a bigger um, piece he did for HBO. But in this short video, the amount of just nonsense that gets put in there is insane. And to yeah. think, he, you know, it, it feels like it's a small part of a bigger documentary. It's like, what other kind of claims does he find from these people? Because, I mean, d just the, the few here are so outrageous and so, oh, my God, the, the, there's no critical thinking going on in your mind, is there? It's scary. It is. It is a little scary. And... I guess, much like I think that the guy who who's worried about uh, about the the books influencing his, his kids, and I'm not worried about these people influencing mine. In fact, I I'm happy to have a conversation. It does concern me that you know that that these parents are influencing their own kids with this garbage, right? Yeah. I mean they they they're growing up with well, you know this, and you can grow out of it. You know, I mean, but oof. I'm always about that... accusing people of being pedophiles. Well, you know, the important yeah. thing that is that you're you're inoculating your kids against this, well, but also yeah. you're infecting them with uh, critical thinking, and they can be carriers of that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, you know, I think both both me and Brian made sure to do that with our kids. I mean, oh yeah, our, our kids know we do the podcast. I know I've had talks with my boys about this stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if Brian's talked about uh, the same kind of stuff with his girls. Oh yeah, especially now that they're in Texas. Well, yeah, even worse, right? Because our legislature is trolling us. Yeah. But, we, I, I mean, we still have all the COVID stuff going on, and they pick at any little, oh, look, there's a study. There's a study being done to see if there is any harm for people over 65 if they have a very certain condition that COVID might 
um, inflate. Oh, look, all, all, all the conspiracy theorists. Oh, look, we were right all along. COVID's harmful. They're admitting it's deadly. It's like they're doing a study for a very specific group with a very specific condition that looks like maybe um, harmed by COVID um, vaccine. By the vaccine. But here's the thing is that if, the, if that population gets COVID, it's going to be it's still going to be worse than the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, that's what they like, yeah. that's what the piece that they keep missing is that any vaccine harm that that happens and it can happen is 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 trumped yeah. by the fact that covid does the exact same thing and worse. And like I said, this is a very, age group. I think it's like over 65 with this pre-existing heart condition. It does look like the COVID vaccine might aggravate that. But what else might aggravate it? COVID getting covid. Hey, Brian. Yes. I don't think you want to use the T word anymore. It doesn't mean that anymore. Now it means took over in the most ineffectual way possible. You said trumped. Oh, <laughs> going. Wait, what? Oh, you're right. You're right. I, you're, I, you're right. We can't use that word anymore. It's ruined now. <laughs> the annotations are, are seriously. I, I do and think. Of course, we have the one football player who, after a really rough tackle, stands up and has a heart attack. Um, Oh, look, it must be the COVID vaccine. It's like, um, you are aware that it, this is not actually an uncommon thing for people in violent sports to have heart conditions. And the fact that he just tackled the quarterback violently and got hit in the chest, that was actually in. Um, well, I, I, I mean, they shown. figured out they figured out what happened, which is they they hit him at just exactly the right moment. Yeah. To disrupt the electrical activity and electrical activity yeah. in the heart. Right, but they didn't know his COVID vaccination status at the no, time he got hit they were... when they started claiming this crap. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like everything. I mean, you know, uh, I've heard people try and say, you know, we just talked about, um, joked about Lisa Marie Presley. Uh, apparently her death is COVID, not the genetics because she died exactly what her father and grandmother died of, um, a little older than both of them. But um, obviously it was COVID and not a genetic condition that um, goes in her, runs in her family. Well, I mean, the thing about Lisa Marie Presley is the reason that she lived longer than her, than her father and her grandmother is that she never went to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. And on that but, disappointment, say goodnight, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everybody. Going to go to the bathroom, take a giant trump. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's another giant flock of birds on the moon <laughs> if you've made it this far that's an hour of your time you're never getting back but the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us if you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us let us know at wtf at amateurskeptics.com the amateur skeptics podcast is distributed under a creative commons share alike no derivatives 3.5 license Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.